Thanks for joining us on Sample Radio. Zach Milbank here, and with me today is one of the fan favourites of the Host Plus Sandful League. It is Glenelg Premiership forward Liam McBean to chat about his 100th game in the Host Plus Sandful League, which will be played this Saturday at X Convenience Oval against Central District. Uh, Liam, congratulations. What will it mean to you? Um, yeah, it means a, a number of things, Zach. It's, um, I suppose, a bit of a culmination of um, a bit of a growth journey, I feel like, that I've been on since I've, I've been here um, in Adelaide. And um, But, yeah, I suppose, you know, the footy clubs offered me so much um, and supported me through, you know, a number of different stages of my life. So I feel like it, it sort of goes beyond the, the 100 games on the field and, um, yeah, re- represents certainly that significance for me. So, yeah, very, very grateful. Yeah, well, let's, uh, before we chat about how you arrived at Glenelg, let's wind the clock back. Obviously, um, began your footy and, and you're a native Victorian. Um, we won't hold that against you because we know you uh, captained the state with pride uh, last year. But, um, uh, yeah, tell us how footy began for you and, um, and uh, yeah, your journey over there in your junior days. Yeah, so I grew up in Essendon, so um, everyone's obviously familiar with the full team, so sort of inner suburbia and um, yeah, we're within the suburbs of Melbourne and um, played all my junior footy at Aberfeldy um, with my good mate Joey Danaher, who's obviously up, now up in Brisbane, and mm. um, yeah, had a had a really a great um, experience in my, my junior days. Um, sort of progressed through um, a few different ranks, and uh, along that journey, I, I met another one of my now teammates, Darcy Bailey, who um, played against actually. At, he was at Strathmore and. I was at Aberfeldy mm. in our, uh, our local clubs, um, and then we sort of progressed into sort of the, the state, rep- uh, sorry, the, the league representative sides, um, you know, through Calder Cannons, um, obviously yep. a, a formerly a TAC, I'm not sure what it's sort of branded now, um, and then obviously through Big Metro and the AOS um, scholarship uh, program. So I had a pretty, uh, you know, flawless junior um, upbringing, I suppose, in terms of my footy and Mm. I was very lucky across that journey to have some great experiences, whether it was um, here in Australia or, or overseas on, on different trips. So um, I was very, very blessed. And, and then obviously that journey took me to, to getting drafted at 18 um, to the Richmond Football Club where I spent four years. So, um, yeah, the AFL system teaches you a lot of things. I certainly grew up um, pretty quickly and um, it certainly was necessary, I think, in that stage. You come in as a pretty naive 18-year-old. Mm. Um yeah, look, that experience, it taught me a lot. Certainly, um, it wasn't to be in terms of the, the top level for me, I don't think. I don't think mm. it was probably um, well-aligned in terms of probably what I really wanted to achieve in my life. And um, I don't think at that stage of my life, I probably worked hard enough to achieve that goal. And So then, yeah, sort of uh, as I got delisted at the end of 2016, I had a phone call from Darcy Bailey uh, just querying my availability for the following year and what I was thinking. and. Mm. Um, at that stage, I thought I was potentially going to get rookie to go uh, maybe to Sydney or, or somewhere uh, interstate. So I, I really, the idea of, I suppose, moving away from Melbourne really grown on me. I was thinking on a little change. And yep. so sure enough, I came over and met with a few clubs in Glenelg from mine, just stood out um, amongst the Packers uh, for a number of reasons. Um, I, I trained with the side during that stint when I came over for a few days and met with a few of the players. Um, I could just see straight away that there were some really good, genuine people in the organisation. Um, and I just really, I loved also the geographical location where Glenelg is. Um, you know, being a Melbourne boy from the suburbs, I really want to live close to the beach. So, oh, yeah. um, 
that was sort of the appeal initially. And, and then obviously getting an understanding of the history of the footy club and some of the names that have walked through the doors. Um, yeah, I suppose that was that was where the journey, I suppose, took me to. And mm. um, yeah, I haven't looked back ever since. You know, and uh, obviously made your debut with the Tigers in 2017, being your first season. Can you remember that debut game? I remember it really vividly, to be honest. It was, I suppose, when you come over to this SANFL, you always hear about how well the competition is supported um, within South Australia. And um, the BFL, in my experience, you know, playing at Richmond was you know, certainly not as well supported. It was probably, um, you know, I suppose with a lot of AFL line teams, it was growing into a little bit more of a competition to assist AFL clubs to really develop their younger talent. And um, I think that can sometimes comprom- compromise the integrity of the competition. Mm. Um, and then so coming over to South Australia, I'd, I'd heard so much about how well it was supported on, um, you know, my first game, I believe there was somewhere between six and 7,000 people there at the footy <laughs> and I couldn't believe it, to be honest. We were playing port at home and yep. had the fireworks go off and the banner as we came out of the ground and <laughs> I thought, how good is this? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was an incredible experience. And, uh, yeah, we got, we, had, we got a win as well that day, which was uh, really enjoyable and, uh, yeah, certainly something I'll always remember. Indeed, it would be. Um, you had a really solid first season in the Sandville in 2017, but uh, took 2018 off to travel overseas. Tell us about your thought process there and I guess why you reached that point. Yeah, it's an interesting one, Zach. I, I shared a little bit of this actually with the playing group on Monday, um, you know, sort of leading up to this weekend. And um, I suppose that when you leave the AFL system, like a lot of players that you know, I had to list it and, and spend a bit of time um, on the fringe like I was for the majority of that stint. Um, it's a really, really taxing environment and emotionally and, and psychologically can take a lot out of you. And mm. So I came over for a bit of a fresh start and as much as I enjoyed my first year in my I think football, um, I probably focused very solely on a lot of the negative emotions and experiences that football had brought me as opposed to the positive ones. And um, I think you have a bit of an identity crisis when you're going through your football journey um, sort of separating what your identity is as a person and what your identity is as a football player. Mm. Um, and I was a little bit battered when I left that you know, that environment. I sort of doubted myself a fair bit. And I think I just needed a bit of a change to, to sort of get away and separate myself from, from the game in a way. And so, yeah, I decided probably midway through the year, I sat down with Brad Agnew, who became, um, who has become and is you know, one of my best friends now. And we decided... Um, jumps from his partner Mary to go and, and travel the world the following year and get away and to be honest it was the best decision I ever made just to, um, to completely reinvigorate myself as a person and then I suppose my love for the game and what I missed about football um, it really surprised me and that's what sort of drew me back to South Australia um, you know at the beginning of the 2019 season yeah and then you came back really refreshed in 2019 and uh well, the rest is history in terms of what unfolded at Glenelg that year. Obviously, a drought-breaking premiership and uh, your first Ken Farmer medal. Yeah, it, it was amazing. I could sense that there was there was something special building. You know, you, you know that the right people are were involved in the footy club, and the success hadn't come yet. And you know, back in the 2018 season under Mark Stone, the club had won six games in a row um, and had just missed out on finals. And you could sense that there was a really strong belief in the method and the game plan that was, um, you know, that Mark had brought. Uh, you can see that camaraderie and the relationships that were already existing in the footy club had just got stronger. And, you know, I sat down with Aiden Jorick and we are in Croatia and I just said to him and planted the seed and I thought, what do you think? Like, you know, it could be a really good opportunity to go back and, and add to what 
you know, consistently been built. Um, and obviously, Brad had been a long-term servant of mm-hmm. uh, the Glenelg Footy Club and had been starved of success like a lot of the boys had. So I think it was just, you know, a, a perfect balance of everything. And, and coming back, you know, we, we had that hunger again and it was just sense during that whole season. I mean, it was one of the most enjoyable years of footy I've played in. Um, stressful, um, <laughs> you know, across you know, a number of different games. But in the end, to be able to walk out on Adelaide Oval and play in front of 40,000 people and, and ultimately win um, is something that I'll never forget. And, and it's something that certainly drives me now to this day to, to continue to play. You know, once you've experienced that feeling, you just want to do it again. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, the game itself, do you have a favourite memory from the day? Well, the, so the game itself was an interesting one because um, the lead-up to that week was was quite traumatic in a way. I'd torn my plantar fascia and mm. my right foot the week before and, um, you know, had I was in a moon boot and crutches and wasn't really sure whether I was actually going to play. Um, mm. and we sort of jammed it up on the Friday before training and even still all the way leading up to when we came out on the ground, um, I was really unsure whether I was going to be actually okay to, to, to go out there and it was an amazing credit to the medical staff at Glenelg that um, you know, I was able to get through that game. But um, the memories of that day up, I just remember not thinking that we were going to win up until Marlon Motlop kicked the last goal at probably the 26-minute mark. You know, you just had that that chip the whole game, thinking like we've got to do more, we've yeah. got to do more. Like it's not it's not it's not ours yet. And mm. you know, he kicks that goal really late in the game, but finally set in that wow, like you know, we've done it. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the moment of that final siren ringing, you know, and hugging Josh Scott and Marlon Motlop and. Yeah, it's just uh, it, it brings us puts a smile on my face now. of talking about it. It's it's mm-hmm. such a special moment. Um, so yeah, certainly that they're, they're my core memories. I think of that day. Yeah, for sure. It was a wonderful day for all Glenelg people. Uh, obviously, a 33-year uh, premiership drought broken. So uh, it was a terrific effort by all concerned. Um, uh, you've gone on, obviously, that was the first of three Ken Farmer medals, and then, um, yeah, 2020 and 2021 also uh, managed to get home as a leading goal kicker in the sample. Obviously, shared the 2020 award with Jimmy Rowe, too. But um, what do those trophies mean to you as well? Um, obviously, not quite as much as the, the Premiership medallion, but um, it does speak volumes about your consistency in front of the big sticks. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I, I, I probably haven't reflected too much on um, the Ken Farmers as, as much as obviously the Premiership. And um, I know that sounds very cliche because no one ever wants to talk about their individual accolades. But I mm. think for mine, that might be something that I, I reflect on and I'm, I'm really proud of at the end of my career when it's all said and done. Um, but I think what's you know what continues to motivate me is is that aspect and that you know drive and lure of another premiership or, you know, a really successful era at the footy club. Um, mm. I think, you know, when I first came to Glenelg, there was the, the danger of the club may potentially shut the doors and, you know, there was rattling tins at the front of the club and um, it was a really vulnerable position for the footy club to be in. Um, and I, I think what really appealed to me was being part of the journey to put the club back up the top in being a powerhouse again. And um, so I think, you know, in answer to your question, like I think, yes, you know, the Ken Farmers for mine will always hold a place because I feel like individually it'll, it marks that I was able to be consistent and I suppose yeah. a bit of vindication for hard work but um, yeah certainly the lure of that team success is, is something that you know it's um, 
yeah, certainly still driving me and holding dear place for me. And obviously, uh, this year's a case in point um, with Lockie Hosey sort of getting more of the lick of the ice cream in terms of goals on the board, although you kicked six in your last appearance. But um, it feels like, to me, you're more than happy to contribute a bit further up the field and not necessarily um, hit the scoreboard as much. Uh, like In terms of, can you sort of talk about your role and maybe adjusting it slightly? For sure. I think... Um the, the strength of our group at this stage is I feel like we're at a really mature position um, in the list stage that we've got. Um, you know, Lockie Hosey's now 26 and he's played a lot of senior footy. Um, Luke, uh, Luke Reynolds is you know, 27, probably turning 28, if not already 28. Um, the three of us have played in conjunction for the majority of the last three or four years. Um, we, we know each other really well. Uh, we're fantastic mates off the field. I think we all understand the appreciate that at some stage um, one of us is going to probably have to take a bit of a, um, a lesser role and, and probably fade into the background a little bit while you know potentially one or two stand up. And, and this year, what I've been so proud of is, is Lockie Hosey's consistency across all games. Mm-hmm. It's impacting you know from quarter one to quarter four and. I think that's, you know, admittedly for himself, has probably been one area he's been working so hard on. It's just remaining locked in during games when things aren't potentially coming in, um, you know, consistently. And I think what Luke also does is he plays such a selfless role in covering so much territory, which I know he, he probably annoys opposition defenders the way he moves around the ground and doesn't stop. So I think we've all accepted the, the aspect that, that we all are going to have to take at some stage that lesser role. And, yeah, you're right. I think Lockie's really got the lick of the ice cream um, so far uh, this year. And, you know, there's been games where I've probably been a little bit disappointed at my conversion and, and the opportunities that I have had. Mm. But at the end of the day, I think, like I mentioned, was that drive that, you know, we've all got, which is so strong about you know, winning it all at the end of the year. You can't put a price or conditions on what winning looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there, can't, there can't ever be a, I'd like to win, but I'd like to kick six as well. Um, yeah. You have to be prepared to do whatever it takes to, to get that. So, Yep. Um, I think that's where we all got to. And, and admittedly, yeah, I, I probably haven't performed at the level I would like to, but the, the fact that the team's performing so well, um, it's filling me with a lot of joy at the moment. So I'm loving my football and, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see what we can do this year. You talked earlier on about um, the footy club helping you develop as a person uh, both on and off the field. It feels like in the last couple of years in particular that leadership aspect of that you've been developing has really come to the fore. Obviously, you're now high up in the uh, leadership group at the Bay and you captained the West End State team last year and was vice-captain this year. Do you feel that that's something that has really progressed and, and what do you enjoy about the leadership side of things for you? I think um, I think football certainly evolved uh, for me, Zach, I think, and that's probably where I find a lot of my fulfilment comes from, particularly these days, is um, you know, assisting others and, and helping others to sort of grow on their own journey um, and you know I, I've had my own battles with self-doubt and, and not knowing where I've sort of stood and I know that that's you know a very common place for a footballer to be in so I, I find that really fulfilling to to give you know players the keys or the tools or advice on how to potentially overcome that um, and the footy club's been enormous for me with, with that I think one of the more memorable um, pieces of feedback that I've received from Mark Stone um, I was filthy I wasn't included in the leadership group in 2020 Mm-hmm. Um, and I rang him, we had a good chat about it, and he said, look, the feedback I've got for you is I think you care so much about the playing group and you've got such great relationships with the players, but you haven't utilised that ability to have hard conversations um, and mm-hmm. you know to be able to tell people when they need to be 
doing something better or, um, you know, if they're not living up to the standard that you hold yourself to. And that was something I really worked on across probably the years preceding that is, mm. you know, having that wrapped arm around approach, but still being able to have really difficult conversations and, and hoping that the respect that I would hold within the group would allow me to deliver that message successfully and, and then to still understand that I care. And so I've been, yeah, I've been really lucky and, you know, to learn under people like, Obviously, Mark that I mentioned, um, you know, learning under Chris Curran, Max Proud, Andrew Bradley. Um, I've had some terrific, uh, you know, best friend and mentors as part of that. Um, mm. And nowadays, you know, having Darren Reeves um, as the coach, I'm, I'm learning so much from him every day as well. So, um, yeah, I've got a lot to pe- a lot of people to thank and to credit for that journey. Um, but I feel like it's always evolving. Really, I feel like I'm learning you know, new things every day with regards to you know, how leadership is best conducted. So. Um, but yeah, you know, some of the best memories that I've got, and especially last year with the West End State team, um, you know, being captain of that was certainly really ranked high up because, you know, for me, it just probably vindicated that I, I, I had a little bit of respect across the competition for, for those traits. And yeah, yeah. certainly something I really hold dear to my heart. Now, this one might be your toughest question so far. You've kicked over 200 of them for Glenelg, but uh, do you have a favourite goal in particular? I reckon. The one that always sort of sticks out to me, and it is a hard question, but I think in terms of stage of game, I remember when I when I hurt my plantar fascia against Adelaide in the prelim final, um, I was sort of talking to the physio about um, you know how I was feeling, and we sort of did got to work on it to try to you know keep me out on the ground for as long as possible. And I think he was pretty keen to tell Mark Stone at that point that I probably wasn't good enough to, to play the rest of the game at halftime. Mm. Um, and it's funny what adrenaline can do to you because. Uh, I hadn't really had too much of a kick at that point, but then I ended up kicking three goals in that quarter and the third, and we got a massive turn of momentum. And I reckon the third goal of, of that uh, quarter, I remember striking it so nice, and I could just feel that we were we were starting to sort of pull away from Adelaide in that game. So I reckon um, that's probably the one that stands out the most when I think about you know goals in, in, the, in the career so far, and, mm. and obviously what that replicated was um, that we were starting to move towards a grand final berth. So, yeah, that's probably the one that stands out. Uh, you were touching on the ages of uh, your fellow forwards and you're about similar, um, I guess, being 28. Uh, how long can you keep going for? Well, I think the hunger's still there, which is the yeah. main thing. Um, you know, my body's been pretty durable, touch wood, to this point. I think I've only missed two games since I've come across to Glen Elk. Um, mm. Yeah, you know, I, I love I love what footy has, has brought to my life. I love what the footy club has, has done for me. And um, I feel like I'm pretty indebted to, to the Glen Oak Football Club and the people there. They supported me through a number of years, you know, during COVID years where I couldn't see my family for six to eight months at a time. And, um, you know, through a growth journey that came from the AFL as a bit of a, a bitter and twisted AFL reject. And, and now, you know, being able to forge a really successful career. So I think as long as my, uh, my body enables me and, I've still got that driver. I still feel like there's a few more years left um, for me, and I don't really like those to be you know, successful years where we can hopefully um, have a really successful era for the Glenelg Footy Club and, and deliver some premierships back to the bay. Uh, you talk about your balance on and off the field. Uh, outside of footy, uh, what do you get up to for a crust? So, yeah, at the moment I'm working... Um, I'm in an office environment. I'm, I'm not. Uh, I'm not super hands on, Zach. So I'm not really good uh, on, on the trade side. Of things. So, I've um, yeah, I've been working at a company called EGM uh, Partners, which is a, essentially an executive search and recruitment firm based in the city in Adelaide. So I look after our, our IT um, recruitment, and 
structure and um, mm-hmm. yeah it's been a really great journey for me with them too that started uh, probably six years ago I joined three years ago and the business has, has tripled in size in those three years and it's been yeah another one of those um, you know terrific uh, you know life journeys that you know this place is in South Australia has actually brought to me as a really successful career outside of footy so I'm loving my role there and I love the people I work with so certainly very lucky Terrific, Liam. Thank you very much for your time on Sample Radio. We do appreciate that. And uh, once again, congratulations on reaching your 100th Host Plus Sample League game. Going to be played this Saturday at X Convenience Oval against Central District. All the best for the occasion and for the rest of the season ahead. Thanks so much for your time, Zach. I appreciate it.